0: Hey, what's up everybody? Once again, a none of your business short. Uh, We got a couple great interviews that are being queued up and while we are in production on those, thought we would drop you guys another none of your business short. A lot of people write in and say that they like these shorts Mm -hmm. because they're little bite-sized nuggets of what's going on and what you can do with your business to sort of be adapting. And today, I thought that we would talk about um, leaving the old behind in order to pursue the new. Sort of this idea that you have to let go of one branch in order to swing for the next branch. And I see that holding so many people Back. You know, we're going through a time where we're in a lot of people would argue that we're in a financial crisis. Sure. So during a financial crisis, what happens is we get a squeeze that gets put on the middle and the lower class. If you cater to the middle and the lower class, you begin to see a squeeze on your business. Right. You start to see um, revenue start to take a downturn. You start to feel or hear from clients that, listen, um, unfortunately, your service is not a priority, especially when I'm juggling my expenses, trying to you know pay my bills, my essentials, my mortgage or my rent, my car payment, my food, my utilities. There's just not enough money that's left over for me to be doing um, what people might consider non-essential things. And so they're communicating this to you, and of course that's super frustrating, right? You might feel that squeeze, feel that pinch. We have been giving it advice, or giving advice that, listen, if you want to be able to survive an economic downturn, what you need to do is you need to move up market. Right. You need to move into a market where those people aren't first of all feeling that quite as much. Now everybody's feeling it. So I want to make sure before I start getting tons of comments, hey man, everybody's feeling it. Everybody's feeling it. But when you make seven figures and you are feeling a little bit of a squeeze, you still don't have to, you know, get rid of your, you know, your wellness therapies, your massages. You don't have to stop getting cosmetic um interventions. Um, you don't have to go to get your hair done less often. You don't have to make those types of decisions. Yes, you still feel an economic pinch, but you don't have to make you know critical decisions relative to what you're spending on. And so we encourage people to move up market, but then this is the difficult thing. A lot of people can't move up market because they're stuck holding their current clientele. Yes right? So they're like, oh, but I'm doing this. So it's difficult for me to move up market. And so I thought I would talk about kind of what that means, what that looks like. Um, And maybe you could give us some of your um, mindset guidance on how to overcome mental hurdles to making that jump. I also want to point out to people that this implies a lot of things. It's not just your clients. Making a move up market might mean reconditioning your brick-and-mortar space. It might mean um, touching up your website. It might mean up-leveling your service. That might mean bringing on new people. That might mean making new hires. Maybe the current business model that you have was built, designed to cater to a certain market, and you're realizing, I need to make a shift. I need to move up market, but I'm stuck because I'm really attached, and I think that's the word, I'm attached to my current business model, my current team, my current way of doing things well, and my current clients, and that's stopping me from know, making the move. I work.
1: actually don't even know if it's attachment. I think that there's two probably mindsets that stop people from doing that. One of them is just straight fear. Fear that if they let go of the current business model that they're in and let go of the way that they're servicing their current clients, they feel like the whole thing will collapse.
0: Right. Like, well, they it, feel it will. like, yeah. That's a problem, but, right? You have but, to collapse this. To get to that. Well,
1: and that's the secondary. I think the secondary mindset that stops people is their inability to see the next logical step. Mm. So they kind of go hand in hand, but the reality of it is, is the fear stops them from seeing the next logical step, right? Or actually trying to identify it or trying to make a plan to go after it. And so the first thing that you need to do is figure out like, where are you trying to go and what's the vision that you hold for yourself, for your business and for your life? And one of the questions I've been asking clients and a lot of people lately is, you you need to assess, is my fear stronger than my vision? And if my fear of letting go of this is stronger than my vision of moving forward, then maybe it's not the right vision for you. That's the first thing you need to look at.
0: Well, let's talk about that then in the vision world. um, I think that is difficult, especially if somebody finds themselves in a space of survival. Sure. Right? So if you feel like, hey, things are getting tough for me, um, I need to, I mean, and listen, this is just human nature, right? The first thing you think, things are tough, I need to cut back. Um, you know, I was talking to a financial strategist, and they were like, listen, think about it this way. What if through the financial crisis, what if you could double your revenue, but triple your profits? Um, what would be the route to that? And so that means that, let's say that hypothetically you make a million dollars in revenue. That means that you want, and let's say that you keep half of it. So you have $500,000 in profit. That means that on the next on the next million dollars, right? So I want to get to two million, um, and I and I, I on the next um, million, I don't want to have just a five hundred thousand dollar profit. I want to have a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar, right. eight hundred thousand dollar profit. And what that means, though, is that necessarily the route to the next million is is wrapped up in expenditures. And the goal here is that on my next set of expenditures, I need to get a better, a three to one ROI, whereas in the previous, I was getting a two to one ROI. Okay. And so the key, though, that people miss is that the, the the motor that drives this, the gas that drives this, the impetus here is actually the expenditure. I need to find new expenditures. And so this is the trick that I hope that everybody would take home on this first you know point of discussion is that. In order to weather the storm, you have to find new expenses. Now, that might be human Mm -hmm. resource. That might mean marketing dollars. That might mean reconditioning your physical space. Um, But I need to find new expenses. You're investing in your current client
1: base, yeah.
0: But what happens is typically when we enter survival mode, the first thing that we think is I need to cut expenses.
1: Wasn't that funny too, like when you talk about survival mode? Like if you were actually like lost somewhere deep in the woods and you didn't know how to get out and you were running out of food and water... The first thing you would... You would do is you would figure out how to move forward to find your way out. You wouldn't. Well, also, be like, I'd want more food and water. Oh, and you want I wouldn't. More food and water. I wouldn't, wouldn't say like, I'm going I'm to gonna, eat less. I'm going to cut back and I'm going to stop and I'm just going to stay here in the hopes that somebody finds me. You're like, what can I do that's new? I'm going to move into uncharted territory because I recognize that my future self will be impacted if I don't make those moves. So the question is, is when you're in a place where you're feeling fearful and you don't understand the le- next logical step, do you even understand? How your future self will be impacted if you stop, if you cut back, if you don't move? Like well, that would be like finding somebody disconnect. in the
0: forest. We find them; they're dead, but they have they have four bottles of water, yeah, two sandwiches, and three bags of chips.
1: And they were like, and, "I'm holding and yes, out." But until... what we didn't know
0: is that they were like, "I probably shouldn't eat my food because just I'm lost, case. yeah, and I'm in survival mode." And so what I'll do is I'll just not eat. Um, in hopes that by not eating, I'll be able to preserve this food that I have. And then you die with the food, right? If no, you have you a business- feed, You
1: actually feed, you yourself feed yourself enough- So that you can walk. So that you can push through. So that yes. you can get out. So yes. that you have the
0: energy. It's the it's the fuel right. that drives you. Expenses in business. Expenses are, the reason that you have expenses are to create revenue. Yes. The reason why expenses exist is to create revenue. If you understood that, then you would say, all right, if I need more revenue, interestingly- I need more expenses. Now, not Mm. not dumb expenses. I need more better expenses. More better. More better expenses will drive revenue. And so I'm looking for, in an economic downturn, I start to heighten my awareness to expenses that will produce a better ROI than what I had before. So this is interesting. What if I have a, a team member, let's say, that works in sales, and I can eliminate that position, but I can liberate some some expenditure money that I can then reallocate into another resource mm. now what if I could reallocate that same expense because I had a human resource that was living high living fat on the hog and I realized that I could get two salespeople for the same price sure. same amount that I had before I can potentially double my sales you see so I didn't I but I have to spend the money I don't cut the money. I cut the money to get the money, then I spend the money and I could potentially have two salespeople. Why? Because things are tough. So I might be able to hire them in at a lower price and get double the output. So now I can have, I could right there with the same money, have doubled my revenue with the same expenditure. Right. So in
1: survival mode, you're not starving yourself. You're actually finding ways to feed yourself differently. Right. right. I mean, right. And that's what we're talking about. So you, you got to you go, get over the fear. You got to eat. Yeah.
0: Okay, Let's talk about then. So that's survival mode. Then what about vision? Let's say that I'm not in survival mode. Let's say that I'm doing well, but I am aware and I want to speak to those people like, okay, a lot of people are like, but I'm not in survival mode. Right. I'm doing really well. I am conscious though of an economic downturn. You were talking about though, a lot of these people don't have a vision my theory is they don't have a vision because they're coming out of a period of time that everything was so good. You didn't really need a vision.
1: Or or they have a vision that's not truly in alignment with where they're trying to go. It's somebody else's version of their vision. What does that mean? Like, so for instance, like a lot of people, just they're conditioned to say, I want to do X amount of dollars in my business, or I want to be able to, you know, um, exit out of my business and work from my home. But that's because that's like, What kind of what's cool right now, but it's not necessarily what they truly, truly desire, right? And so a lot of times people attach to an idea of what they have been told is the equivalent of success, and they're aggressively pursuing that, but it may not be truly what they're drawn towards or what fills them up. Well, how do they figure that out? How, well, how do you
0: know what you're drawn towards? Because that's true. A lot of times it's easy to see things on the Internet. People are flashing their cars and their watches and their yeah, planes and their trips. yeah, there was a long time that this laptop lifestyle, right? That was right. what was you know, promoted all over the place. But if I find myself caught up in other people's dreams? how do I get myself out? How would I know what I want?
1: I think it literally begins with asking yourself that question. Like what do those questions of what do I want more of in my life? And what do I want less of? What am I considering letting go of? And uh, like, I always tell people when you ask yourself that you need to make sure that the very thing that first thing that comes up for you is the thing that you listen to, because usually that's the thing where you go, Ooh, no, I actually, no, oh, I can't have that. I don't want that. It's the thing you talk yourself out of. That's what you truly desire. But you've been, for some reason felt like, or or been told that you have to push that down. And so it may actually be just a reassessment of what you truly want more of in your life and ask yourself, is my vision actually going to provide that for me? And if it's not, then we need to change the vision. The other thing is, is, is this is really easy. If You've been holding on to a vision for your life for a really long time and and you feel lots of resistance. Resistance comes in many ways. You can be very successful and still have resistance in your life and your ability to achieve certain things. If you're feeling that, then maybe that's just an indicator that you're not actually going after something that you're in alignment with because when you're in alignment with things, things are typically easy and they flow pretty well.
0: That is true. But to use the word resistance, I think that resistance is good. Tension is good.
1: Tension, but not...
0: I think think of like a violin or a guitar. It's the tension on the string that produces the right sound. So when we're tuning the guitar, what we're doing is we're adjusting the tension on each string. But like you said, when all of the tension is right, it flows. It's harmonious. Right. But it's not like there's floppy. It's not like life is like tensionless.
1: Well, I guess we describe... It's
0: harmonious. It's a everything flows because it's in harmony. Yeah, but I I also think that resistance
1: is a pushback. Tension is not.
0: Got it. So you want to eliminate the resistance, but tension is Bush. good because you want to create tension in all of the elements of your life to a place where it becomes harmonious. Tension is good, yes. um, but the resistance, yeah. So like if you, you know, but even then a little resistance is good because you put a little resin on the bow, right? Because it's the, it's the resistance as the bow goes across the string that produces the sound, um, but not resistance to mm-hmm. what you are pursuing, Let's give people a little bonus. One of the things then that I see, let's say that maybe so far we haven't hit that nerve for our listeners. A lot of times people are like, first of all, Lacey, I'm not in survival mode. Second of all, I think I do have a fairly good idea of my vision. I know what I'm trying to go. Number three, bonus. But oftentimes what I see is maybe you're in a relationship and your significant other is not on the same page. So maybe I have a vision like, yeah, I want to live in the Cayman Islands on a boat, but you are like, wait a minute, that's not what we're doing. I'm trying to do something completely different. Um, I'd love to live, um, on a, on a 10 acre farm with a white picket fence with horses. I mean, that's two radically different things. Right. How do we get, Couples to get on the same page with vision. I mean,
1: that's also a lack of alignment, right, which creates resistance, resistance, right? That's a whole nother form of resistance. And like we teach this all the time, um, you don't, you can individually hold two visions. And come together and figure out how to achieve them both, right? Oftentimes the timeline is just shifted. You're not going to get them both at the same time, but there's still the ability, if you want to go in the Cayman Islands and I want to go to Antarctica, like we can figure out how to live in both places, but maybe we have to go where you want to go first or where I want to go first. And then once we get that, we aggressively pursue your vision, right? And so it's just a matter of, of coming together and having conversations about what do you truly want more of in your life and how can how can we hold those two visions and get them together?
0: And timing is everything. I talk a lot with people about runway. I think that um, what people don't realize is, you know, in order to be classified as an international airport, you need to have a certain length of runway. A 747, um, you know, these larger planes, they require a larger runway to get off the ground. You, you right. have to roll down the runway for a long time. I see a lot of people. Let's take that example. You want to live in the Cayman Islands and in Antarctica. Well, that's 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 quite a lot. That's quite a long runway too. Right, so there's a runway to the first step, and then there's further runway to the next step, and I think that sometimes people misjudge runway. Yeah. So fair. you know, if you have a seven forty seven and you you know only, you have a very short runway your plane's not going to get up to speed. You're not going to get off the ground and you're going to run the plane right off the runway. I see that happen with a lot of people as well because they miscalculate runway on the vision. Right. Um, and this then leads to you know delayed gratification. You're going down the runway. If the plane's not up to speed, you can't pull the plane up. It doesn't have enough speed and velocity to create the lift to get it off the ground. The same thing in your business or your life. You sometimes have these visions, but you haven't created enough velocity. You're not moving. Yeah. Moving fast enough. You just decided this a week ago, and then bang, you're trying to move to Cayman Islands. I think that when you misjudge runway, that causes you to skid off the runway, and then that's when people, you know, write in or comment below here, like you guys are a bunch of idiots. I took your advice and it didn't work. The last thing, though, that I find very interesting that I want to address, and you know, you're you're far more of an expert in this realm than I am, but I received some comments, um, you know, this past weekend. We celebrated the 50th anniversary of Sherman College of Chiropractic. We had a big homecoming event, um, and I provided a keynote where I was talking about giving. And I was talking about how, you know, cliche, but the hole that you give through is the hole that you receive through. And a lot of people are trying to receive through this massive, like they have high expectations of receiving, but they give through a pinhole. Right. So they have a a pinhole giving and then they they have pinhole receiving and they scratch their heads. Um, And what's what's weird about this is, though, this is slightly esoteric because I was like, well, you just have to test the rules of the universe. There's there's natural cycles and laws. Right. So, you know, there's rain, you know, especially if you're a golfer. Nobody loves rain, but the rain is what makes the golf course green, right? right? And so you have to have the rain. You give. Um, you take time off away from the course. You give. It's not the best for you in order for you to receive, but to the extent that you're willing to be patient in your giving is the same product that you're able to receive. So if you're patient, you have a nice, green, lush, nicely manicured golf course. So I was asking the, the people in attendance, you know, 800 people in attendance to test this law of nature and to increase their giving um, and specifically to the college. And I received uh, 48 hours later Forty-eight hours later, I received a note from a young man who had um, gone through some difficulty um, with his health, and because of his health issues, had to temporarily suspend um, his, his his ability to serve. So his business was suspended for a, for a period of time. Um, had an, had a medical intervention, a surgery, and so he was not unable to provide services. Um, he had said that in my talk, he felt moved to give. He wanted to give, but the hard thing is, right? You can't get blood from a, or what is it? You can't get
1: Blood from a turnip.
0: Blood from a oh. You can't squeeze
1: blood from a turnip. You can't
0: squeeze blood from a turnip. Is that right, James? whatever. I thought it was a rock. Anyways, You can't give. You can't. From give, a you rock. can't you, I think mine sounds. You can't give a what you don't have. On. You can't give what you don't have. Right, and so. Um, He's like, but I, I wanted to give. I wanted to do something. And, and what turned out, what happened is like, he had the spirit and disposition that he wanted to give me. He's sure. just like, I just didn't have. Someone else, ironically, um, had offered. This is, what a, what a weird concept, like right? In my expression of, I think you should give. Another person in the audience was like, I'm, I'm already giving and I want to give more, but I'm, I could just give more to the institution, but here's what I want to do. So they came to me and they said, I want to give on behalf of other people who want to give, but for whatever reason cannot. Right. I was like, wow, that, what an amazing concept. So this individual, um, it was a kind of a matched donation, but it was so it was small. Like if you, give, if you give 500, I'll give 500 right. kind of thing. Um, so that lowered the bar of the, the, the entry. And so this, this, the first gentleman was able to get into the giving game. So that brings us to the message. Okay. He wrote to me and he said, you know, what's funny is then, this so that was on, uh, my talk was given on a Thursday.
1: Sure.
0: He decided to pull the trigger on Friday. On Monday, he received 12, 12 phone calls from clients mm-hmm. who were previously clients but suspended their, their ability to receive the service because of the surgery. And wanted and we're inquiring about how can they get going again, in addition to that, two additional brand new people call That's fourteen phone calls Amazing, yeah. from clients on a Monday after this person tested the universe. Um, I think that part of this too, like what we're talking about, how do you let go right? Um, I think that you have to understand that there's universal laws like how do you how do you make it not rain you don't. How do you let go? You just, you know, you know that the rain comes and it provides the spring flowers, right? April showers bring May flowers. And so you also know that you have to let go of this branch in order to get to the next one. Now, either there's laws of the universe and you're being protected at all times and everything is going to work out or it's not. But here's what I do know is if you can't let go of that first branch, you cannot physically. It's impossible for you to move on to the other branch. And that's what has people stuck.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So I hope that people will be encouraged. Test the laws of the universe. Here's what I also know. If you don't have another branch to grab onto, and you just let go of your current branch, you fall. Mm. You're gonna hit the ground. Right. So you've gotta you've gotta get a little momentum runway. And you've gotta you and you need a little tension, that branch, and you've gotta get going, and then you've got to let go at some point so that you can jump over and grab that other branch. Let go of the fear what you're saying, and
1: recognize that the next logical step is the branch in front of you.
0: And I also have to pick the branch that I'm going yeah. to. So I can just like swing out yep. and not know. You have to have vision of where I'm trying to go so that I can have enough runway to get there. That's none of your business short. Anything else to add? Nope. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to have an amazing interview. Um, We always say that we're going to try and top this week. That's not going to be hard because it was just you and I. Wait till you see who are rolling out next week. We're going to have an amazing interview that's going to edify each and every one of you. Um, and then we're going to continue on our interview rhythm, but we're going to sprinkle in these shorts. If you have a topic that you would like us to tackle, feel free to reach out. Send me an email at sean at blackdiamondclub.com. Tell us what you'd like to hear more of here on the None of Your Business podcast, and we'll turn it into a None of Your Business short. We'll be back again next week with a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast.